was starting at the top of the Amid at the Numishla. Sukham Dublelis, the Gemara will explain what this means. Or if you have Schach, which causes that there's more shade than sunlight, then it would be Kasha. If you have Sukkah, where the Schach is very thick, and therefore it's like a top of a house, like a roof. And even though at this point you can't see the stars when you're sitting inside the Sukkah, the Sukkah would be Kasha. Now Rashi points out, the Gemara will actually ask that we had an omission that base that Shechamas Murim Mitzilasa is Psula, and therefore Lachayra, this is Pashit. On that, the Gemara will actually respond and explain what the Mishnah means. And we begin the Gemara, what does the Mishnah mean when it says Sukham Dublalis is Kshira? So Amirav, Rav says what it means is Sukhaniya, that if you have a poor Sukkah from the Lashon of Dal, and Rashi points out, that you have a very thin layer of Schach on the Sukkah, and it's actually a lot of airspace. However, you don't have three Tvachim of airspace in one spot, and therefore in all spaces you could say the Din of Lovit, and it's still going to be Tzilasa Merub Mechamasa. And the three Rav, as the Gemara will explain in a moment, it's actually going to be one case to Mishnah in the Rasha that's saying that if you have a thin layer of Schach, but it's still Tzilasa Merub Mechamasa, then it's Ksheir, because that is, of course, a Sukkah Ksheir, and it's only one case in the Rasha. Shmuel however, Shmuel says that the case of the Rasha of Sukkah Mdublelis was its own case, and it means Kana Ilovit Kana Yared. What does that mean? Rashi says, the schach of the sukkah wasn't lying on one level and he didn't place it in a straight line on the sukkah. However, what he did is, as Rashi points out, what he did was, you had one layer at a top level and then on a second level, a little lower down, you made another level of schach. Now, on each level of schach, you had some kanim and a lot of airspace and therefore, on each level, you actually had more sunlight getting through than the shade. And therefore, Rashi says that the Mishnah is teaching us that as long as you can look at it and say that if you would be one layer, then you would look at it as then it would be kosher. And therefore, let's think about this and visualize it. On the first layer of the schach, you had a board of schach, and then you had empty space, and you continued staggering it on the entire width or in the length of the sukkah. Then on the second layer, right above that, you did the same thing, but you started with empty space. Then you put a board of schach, and then you continue doing that the entire space. And now the schach, which is kosher, corresponds only to the empty space. So Shmuel is telling us that the Mishnah is teaching us that sukkah medublelis, even though you had schach, which were on two layers, it's still going to be kosher, even though each layer is actually only chamasimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
still, we look at it as if they're going and they attach to each other, and therefore you have another than that, even if you have a thin layer of schach, and as long as it's sukkah will still be kosher. So I'm a buy a buy comes to explain what's Pshad and Shmuel. Shmuel just said that sukkah, that's Bubelas, that's staggered and mixed up, the din is that it's kosher, and a buy is of course bothered that how could it be kosher if each individual layer is actually Hamasa Mubin Mitzilasa. So on that, Abai explains, the only time that we say such a din is only if between the two layers of boards there's less than three Tvachim. However, if between the two levels of boards there's actually three Tvachim or more, then it will be puzzle. Now, what's Pshad Abaya? That's going to be based on the standard din of Lovud, that we're going to close up the gap based on the din and Allah Hamashmisinai Lovud, and we're going to say that both layers as considered like they actually meet each other, and therefore there's actually much more tail than Hamasa, because if each board goes into the spot where there's empty space, and each empty space goes into this place where there's board, then they're going to correspond to each other, and therefore now you're going to have a full level of schach based on the as Rashi says, anything where you have only a gap of less than three tvachim, it's considered like one item. Now the Gemara continues and says, Rav, however, says, the only time we say that if there's actually a gap of three tvachim or more, and therefore you can't say the concept of lovid, that the din is that this sukkah would be puzzle, is only when the actual board in the top layer of the schach is actually less than a tefach wide, and therefore you actually can't say the din of lovid, and you also can't say the din of chavit rami, which we'll explain in a moment. However, Rabbi says that let's say in the upper board it would actually be a tefach wide, then we would say that the sukkah would be kasha, even though you can't use the basis of the halacha mishmisinai of lovid, we would use another halacha mishmisinai called chavit rami. Now we saw before a din of good achas, and we also saw the concept of pitikra. Both the case of good achas and pitikra are very similar to the case of chavit rami. What is really the difference? By the case of good achas, we have a board that's ten tefachim wide, and therefore it's considered a wall. Once we have a wall, then we look at the edge of the wall, and we say we continue that wall down all the way to the ground. The same thing by pitikra. If you have a roof, and the, a roof is defined as we said before, as an item which is a tefach thick, then you take that tefach wide thickness of the edge of the roof, and we continue it and continue downwards, and as if there's an actual roof, and the thickness of the roof continues all the way down to the bottom of the floor. However, the din of Chavit Rami is that if you have a flat piece of board, and that flat piece of board is a tefach wide, then we would say you could take that board and actually move that board all the way down to a different space, lower down, as long as it fits within the space that's between two other boards. So Rav explaining that Lafish Shmuel and Sukkah Hamadublelas, where we're talking about that you have a top layer where the schach was made, where you had a board of schach which was a tefach wide, and then you had an empty space, and then on the bottom layer, corresponding to the top layer's board of schach, you had actually empty space, and then corresponding to the empty space in the top layer, you had a board. So then what you do is, you take the top board, which is the tefach wide, and you lower it down into the corresponding open empty space, and therefore now you'd have a complete area of schach kosher. And that's why Rabbi says that Abayah, even though you're saying we need the concept of Lovud, I do not agree with you. I say that even without the concept of Lovud, as long as you can use the concept of Chavit Rami, that even if the top layer and the bottom layer are by themselves a situation where you have Hamas or Rubin Mitzilasa, but by combining them together using the concept of Chavit Rami, now there would be Tzilasa and Rubin Mitzilasa. So the Gemara says, Amr Minar Chavit Rami. How do I know that there's a concept of Chavit Rami and you only say it when the actual board is a tefach wide? 
However, if the actual board is less than a tefach, you won't be able to say chavrami. And therefore, if the sukkah in our case would be a situation where the space between the top layer of schach and the bottom layer of schach is more than three tefachim, then we wouldn't be able to say love it, and you wouldn't be able to say chavrami. And therefore, the sukkah would be puzzle because on each layer of schach, it's chamasim or mitzilasa. So how do I know this? The time because we have a mission in Olos that says this follows. If you have a case, we had beams for a first floor of a house and you also had beams for a second floor of a house. And if you visualize it, the first floor's beams act as the support for the flooring that will go over that, that will act actually as the ceiling for the first floor and as the flooring for the second floor. And then you also have you also have beams for the second floor and that will act as the ceiling for the second floor. And there's no maziv on it. The point of saying that there's no cement, as Rashi points out, is to say not only was there cement, but once there's no cement, likely there were no boards either. So if you visualize this, all you had is over here a bunch of beams on the first floor as well as on the second floor. And now if they're exactly even with each other, which means you have a board by the first floor and a board right above that on the second floor. So the din is So if there's a case where there's a kazayis min maze that's actually sitting right beneath the lowest beam, so then the din is, as the Gemara will say in a moment that we're talking about where the beam was a tefach wide, therefore that anything that's going to share the space underneath that beam with the kazayis min so for example, if there's a kli there, or there's a food product, or a person would go under that beam, the din would be that they would become tummy, Thomas maize, because they're sharing an oil maize. However, anything that's above that beam, between the first beam and the second beam on the second floor, would not be tummy, because the oil stops the tumma and doesn't go above that. In addition, any other place in the house would also be tar, because it's not sharing the actual same oil. And the Mishnah continues and says, If you had a kazayis ben maize that was between the first floor beam and the second floor beam, that anything that shares a space in that area between that beam and it's under the top beam, then that would be tummy because it shares the space and it's an oil atoma. However, anything that's on the side of that would not be tummy, and of course, anything below that would also not be tummy. And the Mishnah there says a third in Al if you had the tmei mace that was on top of the board, which serves as the roof of the second story, then anything from that point all the way to Rikia would be tummy because there's no oil separating it at that point. But anything to its side would actually be tar because it's not covered by the same oil. But those three dinam are very basic dinam in Hilchos Tumas Habes. Now, at this point in the Mishnah in Olois, it actually teaches us a new din and says, If the scenario would not be like we were saying until now, that the two beams, the first layer of beams on the first floor and the second layer of beams on the second floor, were not actually in the same exact spot, one on top of the other, but instead they were staggered and not actually aligned, then the din would be that Tumat Tachte and Tachas Kulam that if you find that there's Tumas Hamez that's under any of the boards, then any person or any Kli or any Mashka or Oichel that's under any of the other boards would also be Tumas because we look at it as if they share one oil. So for example, if under the board on the first floor there's actually Tumas Hamez, so even if a person or Kli is only under the board that's actually only on the second layer, only in this attic and not on the first floor, the dinner would be that that person or that Kli would become Tumas because we're going to base this on the concept of Chavar Brahmi and we are going to look at it as if the boards on the second layer, on the second level in the attic, is actually as if it moves down and it fits right into the airspace between the boards that were only on the first layer, and we look at it as if it is only one layer of boards, and therefore, everything that's under there would be one oil, and therefore, everything would be tummy. And of course, that piece of the Mishnah is the main point of Agamara, and then the Mishnah just finishes off and says, Agabe, if you had the Thomas Mace, which was on top of any of the boards, then connected and 
tummy, since there's nothing above them, therefore from that point upwards of Tzolorikiyah, there's no oil that stops the tumor, and therefore the tumor's bikas continues going until the Rikiyah. And Rabbi now continues his right and says, Vitani alone, we learned to the Bryce about that Mishnah in Tyrus, the Bimedrim, when do we say such a din that we say only when the board of the attic would have a shear of a tefach wide, and also the airspace on the first level of boards would actually have an airspace of a tefach that the upper board would fit directly into that opening that's exactly a tefach. However, if it's not between them a gap of a tefach or the board on the top level would be less than a tefach wide, then then we would not say the din of Chavurami and therefore the tumor that's under one of them only underneath that one would be tummy, but between them and on top of them would still be tar because you can't look at them as one oil. Almost, therefore we see Zakrava ki ispe tefach amin chavrami that the only time we say the concept of chavrami is only when the board is a tefach wide and vichilespe tefach lo amin chavrami shmamina and we see that if it's not a tefach wide then we don't say the concept of chavrami. So the Gemara says Yasser of Kana v'kamalai shmaitzah Rav Kana was sitting and saying over the memory of Rabba about the din of chavrami that you need a tefach of wide beam in order to be able to say that it goes down and it fits directly in between airspace. So Amalei Rav Ashi Rav Kana Rav Ashi said to Rav Kana according to you you're telling me that the din is that they have a board that's less than a tefach we don't see the concept of Chavr Rami but Tanya we have a b'risa in Mesechtas Erebin as well as in Sukkot Dafyut Cheson Beis and the Gemara now will bring down a b'risa that will continue for a little while and the only point that we're going to need from the b'risa is actually on Chavr Beis on Beis one point but the Gemara continues and says the b'risa says in order to carry a mavri that's closed up on three sides, you have to make a hekah on the fourth side that's leading into the Shisravim. One way to make this hekah is by taking a beam and placing it from one side of the mavri to the other side in the width. And the din is that if you have a kaira that's going from one side of the kaisal, but it actually doesn't reach the other kaisal, or you have v'chein, that if you have two beams, one's coming from one side of the kaisal, the other one's coming from the other side of the kaisal, and they're about to meet each other, but then they stop short. So the din is, if it's less than three tefachim, either from each other in the center or from the wall, then you don't have to bring another kaira because we can say the din of Laban, but once it's already three tefachim away from each other, if it's in the center or from the actual wall, then the din is, you have to bring another kaira because we're not going to say the din of Laban because, of course, Laban is Allah for any space that's less than three tefachim. However, and we turned up this is the first time we see the concept of Rashim Gamliel in Mesech Sukkah, and Rashim Gamliel actually argues on the standard din of the Allah Mishim Sinai of The Tanakhama holds that the only time that the Allah Mishim Sinai of Lovid applies is if you have a space that's less than three Tvachim. But if it's three Tvachim or more, we don't say Lovid. And Rashim Gamliel argues on the Tanakhama and holds that we're able to say the din of Lovid even up to a point where it's less than four Tvachim. But if it's four Tvachim and above, then we don't say Lovid. And the Bryce of Mesech's Ervin continues and discusses the din of Kaira further. And it says that a Kaira has to be able to hold a half of a brick called the Chetzi Levena, which is three Tvachim by one and a half Tvachim, Ayin Shum, exactly the share. But the basic idea is you take the one and a half Tvach wide piece of the brick and you put it on a Tvach wide Kaira. And as the Gemara explains over there, by placing cement on both sides of the Kaira, now the brick will fit perfectly on that beam. And the Bryce over there continues and says, even though any Chanami, you need a Kaira that's a Tvach wide in order to be Makabal, a Chetzi Levena, 
But the Brisa continues and says, Let's say you had two beams, and each of the two beams are less than a tefach. They each a half a tefach, for example, and they're parallel to each other, and they're right against each other like the twin beams. And not on one of the beams do you have enough to be able to accept a half of a brick. And on the other beam, you don't have enough of a space to be makabal a full one and a half tefach brick. So the kabbalah said, "Riach l'ruach by tefach ain't so chlavi yikarecharis." If by placing them both together, now it could be makabal, could accept a riach a chetzi levena on top of it. Then the din would be that it would be good, and you don't have to bring another beam v'imlav. However, if it's not enough space because the beam would be less than half tefach each, so chlavi yikarecharis. At this point, you have to bring another kara because this kara would not suffice to be matter you to carry in this mavui. And Rav Shimon Gamliel, I mean Rav Shimon Gamliel, over there says in the kabbalah says riach la'arka shloishet tefachim ain't tzarich lavi karecheres v'imlav tzarich lavi karecheres. Rav Shimon Gamliel over there was mekel and he said if you take even a very narrow beam and you take them and you spread them apart a little bit and now if you take the three tefach long brick and you place it on that area and because they're further apart from each other it's much easier for it to now withhold and hold on to it this brick then would be that would be fine as well but if not then because it's too weak to hold an actual brick on it, then it didn't would be, then you have to bring another beam. Now, all of this part of this brice that we brought from Masechus Erebin is irrelevant to our Gemara today. But at this point, the Gemara brings its raya. The brice continues and says that instead of these beams being actually on the same level, they were actually on different levels, and you had one beam which was higher and one beam which was lower, and therefore now, if you had a half a tefach and a half a tefach, if they would be right next to each other, as we said before, it would be kosher. But now you have a half a tefach that's, let's say, at 19 amos off the ground and you had another half a tefach of a beam that was let's say 15 amos off the ground so we look at the top beam as if it's down near the bottom beam and you look at the bottom beam as if it meets the top beam but of course this only works if the top beam is lower than 20 amos off the ground because we know that the mission over there says that the din of Kaira is the same din as we said that you have schach for Maile Mesim Amr, it's possible. Also, Benegayah, the din of a Mavui, if the Kaira is Lamaile Mesim Amr, the din is that that is possible as well. And therefore, it has to be below 20 Amis. And the bottom beam can't be Lamata Masar, it can't be below 10 Tvachim off the ground. Otherwise, that would also be possible. But Mashma, if both of the beams would be within 20 Amis off the ground, even if they're very far away from each other, Amir and Chavurami would still say the concept of Chavurami, Alpha God, let's be Tvach, even though over there we're talking about a situation specifically where each of the boards was less than a half a tefach and therefore we have to put them together in order that they should be able to cobble the half a brick. So after this long b'risa we see that Rav Ashi is asking a question to Rav Kana, how could Rav say that in order to say Chav Ramri you have to have a situation where the actual board was a tefach wide, it doesn't have to be a tefach wide as we see from this b'risa. So Amalei, Rav Kana responds to Rav Ashi and says, Taurus for Imachi, let's explain this b'risa and explain as follows. First of all, you have to have a case where the top beam cannot be over 20 amas. It has to be within 20 amas. In that case, then the bottom beam has to be has to be within three tefachim of it because then we're going to say the concept of love it. But if it was not within three tefachim of it, we would not actually say over here because it's not a tefach wide and therefore the concept of covered Rami doesn't apply as Rava said. Inami or the when the Bryce says that the bottom beam can't be under 10 Tvachim, it just means that the bottom beam itself can't be under 10 Tvachim, and the it has to be above 10 Tvachim, and then the top 
Hapim, in that case, has to be Smuchalo, Pachim Shloisha. It has to be within three Tfachim of it, because then we're going to say, Love it, Ava Shloisha, Kim Lespe Tafach. But once it would be three Tfachim away from each other, either in the first case of the Brisa or the second case of the Brisa, Kim Lespe Tafach, since the actual board and this beam doesn't have a Tafach, and therefore it's not wide enough to say the concept of Chavit Rami, Lai Amin and Chavit Rami, we don't say the concept of Chavit Rami as Rav explained. And the Gemara continues, Bishut Salasim Rumi Kamasik Shaira. Our Mishnah said that once you have more shade in the sukkah than sunlight, the dim would be kshera. Vrekimara, hakiya dadi psul, it's mashma, that if they would actually be exactly equal, shade and sunlight, the dim would be that the sukkah would be puzzled. But tnam be'idach perkun, at the beginning of our besechta, the first Mishnah stated, vishachamasim rumi tzilasa, if you had more sunlight in the sukkah than shade, the din would be that it's psula. Hakiya dadi kshera, it's mashma, if it would be exactly even, then it would be kosher. So l'chera is a steer between our Mishnah and the first Mishnah of Mishnah. And the Gemara answers, like Kasha, it's not Shver. It depends which direction you're looking at the sukkah from. And therefore, Rashi explains as follows. In our Mishnah, when we made a diak and we said that if you had exactly the same amount of space that the dim would be, that that sukkah would be puzzle, is talking about when you're looking for the perspective at the top of the sukkah and you're looking at the actual schach. And therefore, Rashi says, if you have space between every single board of kosher schach, you have ear space that's exactly the same size, I feel it's something that even it's exactly the same, the din would be that that sukkah is psula. And why is it? Because once you look at the bottom of the sukkah, we'll actually see that the light that's coming through the schach will dissipate, and therefore the actual sunlight on the bottom of the sukkah will be larger than the shade that's on the bottom of the sukkah. And when deciding if a sukkah is kosher or if it's puzzle, we have to look at the bottom of the sukkah, and at that perspective, it's actually be more sunlight than shade. And Rashi continues, and the Mishnah that pays where we medayik, that if it would be exactly the same, the din would be that the sukkah would be the We're talking about when you look at the perspective and you look at the floor of the sukkah and you see over there, then you see over there that the sunlight and the shade is exactly the same amount of space, but you do it, then you know that it's a kosher sukkah because there's definitely more schach than actual airspace and that would be a kosher sukkah. And the Gemara continues, Amra Papa, Papa says, this is similar to the concept that people say, if you have airspace, which is the size of a small coin and a higher point, then if you look at the bottom and you look at the perspective on the bottom of that item, then it would look like a larger coin because as light shines down from something, it actually gets larger and it dissipates. Now the Gemara continues, we said in the Mishnah that if you have the thickness of a schach, that it's mamish like a house, the din would be that it's kosher. That if you have the thickness of schach, which is like a regular house, even though you can't even see stars through it, the din will be that's kosher. However, if you can't see any sunlight through it, then Bishame says that at that point it's already puzzled, it's too thick, and Basil says it doesn't make a difference how thick it is, it would still be kosher. Now, of course, if you take an actual bias and you want to use that as sukkah, as we learned before, that would be puzzle because the Torah says you have to have a sukkah and you can't have a bias, as Rashi learned much earlier in the Masechta, Ayin Shum, and we will stop over here.